Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This episode is brought to you by Collinson, inventors, innovators, and implementers of Priority Pass, the world's leading global airport lounge program delivered through digital and mobile-first experiences and used by over 20 million people across the world. See where Collinson can take loyalty for your business. Go to collinsongroup.com. Hello and welcome to episode 147 of Let's Talk Loyalty. Today, I'm delighted to welcome the Director of Partnerships at Air France KLM Group, Gerben Sikema who joins me to share the story of Flying Blue, the loyalty program which supports both airlines. Gerben has a great insight on the power of loyalty points to drive commercial value for partners of the program and explains some of the latest innovative ideas they are most proud of. He also talks through some insights on how Flying Blue has supported the airlines and their global partners in recent months. So, Mr. Gerben Sikama, I'm delighted to have you on Let's Talk Loyalty. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Great, great. So you are Director of Partnerships, as I said in the introduction, at Air France KLM. And that is, of course, leading the partnerships for the Flying Blue program. So it's one I have admired over the years. And I had actually great fun going back and looking at the history of the companies. And so I'll probably explain some of that to our listeners as we go through the, the conversation. But as you know, we always start our show asking about our favorite loyalty statistics. And you've prepared a Fabulous one for me. So please tell me, Gerben, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? Yeah, thanks, Paula, for the opportunity. So I really didn't want to pick a standard one. I really wanted to, to be specific for the partnership business that I work in. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, we um, uh, together with partnership, we, we develop um, or we, we put miles incentive on their products. Yes, yeah. And what we, what we see is there that we actually the partner sees incremental sales on those products. And my favorite uh, statistic is then the percentage of that incremental partner sales. Wow. Wow. And tell me, so, I mean, when partners come to you, Gerben, you've been doing this, I know, for, I think, nearly 11 years, in fact, across the group. Um, So you have extraordinary experience. So are are brands clear on what to expect when they they come and talk to Flying Blue? Like, what are their expectations in terms of a sales uplift? Or what do you think they should be aiming for or expecting? Yeah, that's a good question. So initially, um, sometimes it's just about the, the brand exposure of Air France KLM, uh, other partners want to be associated with. Yeah. But uh, I think in the in the in the course of our discussion, it's also uh, it it almost uh, al- almost always comes down to uh, the currency, how to use our flying blue miles mm. uh, in their in their channels, because there it's where our customers are. Mm-hmm. And there's actually where uh, where the partner incremental sales. I just wanted to explain uh, uh, it. It happens. So what actually uh, partners that we work with uh, are seeing is that uh, an uplift of fifteen to twenty percent wow. uh, of their uh, their sales. 
Wow. And that is where we, and that's where we are aiming for together with them. Yeah. Uh, to create a win-win situation. Yes, absolutely. That's incredible because I think many of us have worked in marketing roles and, you know, with huge uh, commercial expectations. And, and that's obviously the purpose of our, of our jobs and our roles. But I think loyalty is perhaps sometimes underappreciated in terms of having the power to uplift sales by 15 to 20 percent. Exactly. That's uh, that's also the journey that we are uh, yeah, going through with our clients is mm. to see where we can we achieve such numbers yeah. uh, and how can we make the proposition to our customers as such mm-hmm. yeah, that we can uh, can steer towards these figures. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of dependencies. So again, I'm sure you have, um, you know, uh, a huge team, actually. I think I saw, is it 18 people in total that uh, are, are supporting the Flying Blue program overall, Gerben? Yeah, so that's the that's the partnership department I'm leading. Wow! Uh, but I, overall, uh, I think with Flying Blue we're working uh, uh, with uh, 50 people directly, 50 to 60 people. But if you also account uh, for the IT persons and small, um, yeah, probably over 100 to 200 people working on it. My goodness, wow. And you sent me through a fabulous fact sheet as well, Gerben, which um, I'd love to be able to share with the listeners of the, of the program, if it's okay with you, you know, as and when they're sure. listening so that they can listen. So, um, but, but super impressive. Um, so for example, just for listeners, you have about 18 million members across five continents. And you mentioned 45% of Air France KLM turnover comes from members of Flying Blue. So that's extraordinary. Yeah, that's exactly true. So uh, true. So um, yeah, we're also aiming, and we of course also always want to improve this uh, this figure. But uh, yeah, we're aiming at nearly fifty percent or almost fifty percent of our wow. um, revenue is is generated through our members. Yes. My goodness, my goodness, it's fantastic. And as I mentioned, I did have to go back through some of your history because what I've always loved about um, I probably know the KLM brand more if I'm honest, um, but I am yeah. aware of. Obviously, that Air France and KLM operate very much as independent uh, flying brands in terms of the airlines and obviously share then the Flying Blue program. And I know you you came together, was it in 2005, for the combined loyalty program um, following the merger of basically the, the, the two airlines a couple of years previously? Yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, what exact uh, year we merged as loyalty programs, but of course it was soon after the merge of, uh, of Air France and KLM. Yeah, yeah. So my, my, I'll tell you the history that I read on, on the website. So merged in 2004, Flying Blue then, of course, launched uh, pretty quickly in 2005. Yeah. And also sure, yeah. I have to, to wish you a happy birthday. I think um, particularly the, the KLM predecessor, the airline, uh, is turning 102 in a week's time on the 7th of October. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, so we're the oldest, uh, the oldest airline brand in the world, actually. So we're quite wow. proud of that. That's incredible. Wow. Yes, and also we should acknowledge that Air France is also pre World War II. So, and uh, both share the same birthday, which I think is an extraordinary coincidence. Exactly. Wonderful. So would you mind just talking through, I suppose, the um, the general business perspective in terms of, you know, what is Fl- Flying Blue intended to achieve? Uh, because I know you kind of classify the business according to how it supports the airlines. And I know there's obviously various airline brands, as we've talked about. But I know increasingly you're focusing, I suppose, on the non-airline segment. So just to get a sense of exactly what uh, what Flying Blue is is aiming to do and to be. 
Yes, exactly. So um, actually, Flying Blue, we defined two purposes, sort of our double purpose, as we call it internally. Okay. Uh, the first purpose is the first purpose is about yeah the more classical part of a loyalty program of an airline to uh, reward and incentivize uh, our our members, mm-hmm. of course to. Okay. Uh, um, now yeah, also and to enrich the travel experience, and of course mm-hmm. with one goal to to make sure the retention is as high as possible. Sure. Um, but next to it, so our second purpose, and that's uh, really on the non-airline segment, as, as as we call it. So that's the partnership business that I'm leading. Mm. Um, what we really want to do is engage our members not only when they're flying, but mm-hmm. actually also in their daily lives. And our loyalty currency uh, fits right into place there, mm-hmm. uh, because we can sh- we can we can make sure that we enrich now yeah, also the mm-hmm. um, uh, the spend of of our members in their daily lives. Yeah. yeah. So that also means that we want to make give them more opportunities mm-hmm. to earn and to burn their miles, so to accrue and redeem them. Yeah. And it does seem that you have a very clear awareness, Gerben, again, from, you know, just the background stuff that you sent me on the importance of, I think you said, uh, burn drives earn, which um, I think is fabulous in terms of its clarity, because I think a lot of people, you know, particularly maybe non-loyalty people, maybe just, you know, senior executives of businesses, they, they really think that the earn obviously is the priority in order to drive, obviously, the burn. But I like the way that you have have said, you know, it's crystal clear and it's almost like once you focus on rewarding the customer and closing that loop, then obviously it drives the overall earning, the excitement, I suppose, about earning. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we also said a couple of years ago that we said, okay, we have to focus more on the burn side of the business and not so much on the burn on the airline part, because that's very well arranged, yeah. Uh, but also, also for people that are not um, um, don't have access to uh, to those award seats uh, uh, out there. Mm. And there, are the, many, many members actually to, uh, fly two or three times uh, a year. Yeah, and of course, and yeah, it it, it uh, takes them a little bit longer mm-hmm. uh, to uh, redeem on a flight, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's even uh, it's even not possible for them. They don't reach that uh, that amount of uh, of miles to redeem. Yeah, um, and that's that's mainly for our for some of our explorer, um, so our first tier uh, members. Yeah, yeah, entry level, and therefore we said we also want to engage them better. Mm. So we don't want to stimulate the breakage that you mm. have often uh, in, in such programs, but we want to make sure that all yeah. our members mm-hmm. can use those miles uh, yeah. and therefore are also stimulated to, yeah, to, to earn again. Yeah? So we think it's very important yeah. that, uh, that this burn is accelerated, especially mm. for our uh, entry tier levels mm-hmm. uh, members. And, uh, and that will also improve our program uh, tremendously. Yeah, and keep your partners super happy, I can imagine. Exactly. So we're also, and that's a little bit uh, different than our uh, competitors are doing, uh, is that we're also talking directly with partners how they can stimulate our redemption. So also we're looking at how can you introduce uh, paying with your miles in the checkouts of our partners. 
Yes, this is an extraordinary concept. And um, I'd love to know how, how advanced you are in that strategy. Is it live with some of your maybe key partners or is it at the early stages of development? Because as a consumer, I have to say that's like it's always a gorgeous experience when I am, you know, on the airline website and I am lucky enough to have, you know, occasionally a reward ticket. But I haven't actually had that experience on a partner website with any of the programs I'm engaged with. So uh, actually, the strategy is quite uh, mature uh, and our RDs are, are there for some time. But of course, wow. the implementation is the yeah. implementation is, of course, where, where we uh, where we have challenges also with uh, with our uh, the COVID period, of course, that's not uh, yet even behind us. Uh, that delayed uh, some of those discussions, but we okay. are in advanced stages with partners mm. uh, to discuss this. Uh, okay. and, and, and the problem here, we had some uh, some proof of concepts around uh, around the globe. Mm. For instance, we had in our in our KLM Crown Lounge at uh, Schiphol Airport. Mm. You could already play with your miles in the restaurant, for instance. Wow. Uh, so actually, technically, um, we we are uh, quite advanced on it. The the challenge, and I think some yeah. listeners will uh, um, will know this. It's about the scaling of this of this capability. That's where the challenge lays. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It, so that's where we are. That's where we are moving forward in order to scale these kind of uh, capabilities. Yeah. And that's where I think true loyalty comes from actually as well, Gerben, because we all know that there's a difference between the loyalty program and the, the currency that we, we all know and love, but actually those extraordinary experiences um, which make my life easier, you know, because I think with the best will in the world, you know, going through an airport can be super tiring. So if you can make yeah. that even easier and even nicer and again, you know, tap into that moment of joy at, at the burn time. I think that's fabulous, and your your customers must love it. Yeah, it's um, it's indeed some some of the yeah, the targets that that we are setting also to get a better emotional connection with uh, with our members. I think mm. that's very much needed mm-hmm. and appreciated by by our our members. And uh, yeah, I know it from uh, from my own experience. I was actually uh, just married, uh, and uh, oh. I went with my, Congratulations. Went with my wife. Wow. Now, it was some years ago, but we went we went for a honeymoon, and there I could play with my miles for that uh, for that fantastic restaurant on on the airport. Wow! And uh, we have quite some good. Uh, so it, it was quite great for us to experience that. It feels like a free <laughs> a free lunch, right? It does. Um, yeah. So it uh, no, it it was uh, quite amazing. So that's that's really the, the experiences that. Uh, yeah, and not 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 only for me, by the way. <laughs> hopefully, for a lot of members. Oh, totally. Uh, we, want to, uh, we want to develop. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what I always feel as well, Gerben. You know, when I've had those lovely moments, it's it almost you know I feel like a hero. Uh, you know, with whoever my my friend or my my husband or whoever's with me. You know, that there's there's a sense of just being the cool kid who's just got this extraordinary um, opportunity, figured it all out. So so I'm always like super proud. And you're absolutely right. That drives emotional loyalty way more than it's not the transaction. It's the fact that it's easy. And as you said, it feels free. Yeah. Wonderful. 
So Gerben, I do love the absolute focus that you have on building, I suppose, more of a lifestyle program, because again, with the best will in the world, I know plenty of people are not frequent flyers. And so they probably only have the opportunity, you know, to uh, to maybe engage with Flying Blue across their maybe everyday lives. So so I'd love just to get a sense of the lifestyle focus and, and what you're building for consumers, because I think you mentioned you've over 100 partners at this point. Yes, exactly. So indeed, it's a little bit related to the to the previous point that I mentioned. Uh, but in addition to that, um, indeed, what we saw uh, happening is that we actually are um, we were um, um, giving all the benefits and uh, creating these uh, these new benefits for our elite members, as we call them. Okay. Uh, from for flying blue, as of silver membership, we call them elite. Okay. Um, Upper tiers. Actually, what we Upper tiers, yeah. So our upper tiers member, and we saw that we were uh, designing the program uh, really focused on those tiers because those are your your biggest, your best, your best members. Yeah. Um, what what actually is that that what we want to do? As I uh, tried to explain earlier, um, is also to engage the group below. Now, mm. and, and so. Where where does well, does that uh, engagement happen? Is not always in the airline channels. Yeah. And so it's also beyond those airline channels because you're not in your daily life, not spending your time uh, at the Air France KLM touch points. We really would like to, yeah. of course, that our customers do that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. not the case. Not, not the case. Yeah. So that's why we also want to engage them in other channels, and there okay. is where the partnership comes in. And okay. That's what we mean. That's what we mean by moving from a more frequent flyer focus to a lifestyle loyalty focus. Lovely. Um, and really uh, engage our customers beyond the travel uh, the travel channels that uh, that we already serve. Mm. So the typical ones we would all be familiar with, and I know you have years of experience yourself on the the co-branded cards. So that's definitely an obvious yep. one. Um, hotels yep. and car hire again fit within the category, and again probably more relevant for you know those kind of elite members that you mentioned. So what other categories are are relevant and interesting for you? And and I'm asking you that, Gerben, with the the mindset actually that there might even be brands listening. Um, um, and I guess most of your partnerships are probably across Europe. Would that be fair to say? Yes, actually, also in the in the US, we uh, we are uh, developing uh, quite some partnerships. Okay. Um, the focus that we that we are currently having is really on uh, on the retail side. Okay. Uh, we already have we have already have an, uh, a branding around it. It's called Shop for Miles. Oh, um, nice. Already, uh, already, uh, our members can uh, um, uh, can can go to their local and also uh, uh, global brands, yes. um, and uh, and actually earn earn miles there. It's not yet uh, burning, uh, yeah. but it's uh, yeah. it's uh, primarily focused on the earning. So. Um, yeah, all the uh, all the big brands in uh, in 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 the Dutch market, but also in the French market, where we focus on. Uh, but mm. also outside in Europe, uh, we have uh, quite some uh, some uh, good retailers uh, linked to this uh, to this setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this is what what we really want to focus on further. Yeah. Um, but that's really a specific example. Uh, but we're also looking at. Yeah, all the spent categories that our uh, members are having. Mm-hmm. So actually, from insurance, from insurance uh, to to grocery stores to to 
telecom, um, all the spend categories that we can uh, that you yeah. can think of. Yeah. We're, we're looking at uh, at, uh, at new partner business. Yeah. And I love this strategy as well, Gerben, because again, I think over the years, the coalition brands have really led, um, especially maybe in markets, for example, like the UK, where it's a coalition, it's an independent company. But um, again, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, for example, in the Australian loyalty market, and I'm guessing yeah. you're, you're seeing some of the incredible results coming out of Australia by following exactly this very powerful strategy where, you know, you become as the airline, the the, um, the anchor program, I suppose. And as you said, you've got the, the halo effect of the brand and Flying Blue and Air France and KLM. All of those brands add up to a, a very powerful currency, which does make it super easy, I guess, for a retailer rather than having to go and create an entire loyalty program and a strategy. I suppose partnering with you makes life uh, so much easier for them. Exactly. That's uh, exactly also the, the programs that you just mentioned are uh, are really uh, our benchmark uh, in terms of partnership business. We uh, we looked at uh, mm. at their models uh, yeah. intensively. We also had a good discussions together. So nice. Um, okay. So indeed, yeah, that, that's really something um, uh, that that we looked into. Mm. Well, I'm delighted to hear that actually because you know it's such a competitive industry. But again, I suppose it's it's a big world. So you know we do, and I suppose part of the objective is this show is to be able to share those insights or to facilitate direct conversations because there is incredible performance coming out of different countries. So to to be able to learn from them as to exactly how to achieve that shift into lifestyle. Because actually, how long has that been your focus, Gerben? Because I, I've heard this mentioned only recently but i'm guessing it's been in development for quite some time for you yeah i think it's it's a, a trend in the airline loyalty for uh, for some time maybe for maybe a year that, that we came across also other programs looking into it we are looking for in it for years okay uh, and, uh, and we're developing all kind of um, yeah, capabilities around it and um, so i think for the last two years we were actually uh, we had it validated internally mm. um, so for us now the challenge also to uh, to roll out and to develop uh, yeah, mm. all these all these capabilities that that enable the earn and the burn in the daily life of our of our consumers yeah um, okay. and for us and for us what's really uh, missing uh, in the flying blue parts so or not in the airline parts because yeah. there we are covered well but it's the mobile, the mobile solution, ah. because of course, the mobile, the mobile is of course in in the, already very much in the daily lives of our members. Yeah. Um, and uh, typically in the loyalty business, uh, in in the airline loyalty business, the the link between loyalty and payment is uh, is very big. Yeah. Of course, we already have it. We already have it in uh, with our co-brand credit cards. Sure. Uh, and we also we also want to expand this uh, to a mobile solution. Um, and and uh, enabling our members also to spend their miles anywhere. Mm. Um, so this is something that will come up, and that that is quite some uh, internal discussion. Yeah, uh, maybe some listeners uh, recognize this uh, yeah. these processes, but uh, also to get uh, yeah to to find the right suppliers for that. So that's something that needs a lot of preparation. Yeah. Uh, so first you need your strategy, and then you need to actually uh, execute it, which is uh, the challenge we're at at the moment. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. These things never happen quickly. And, you no. know, <laughs> and I think actually it's almost like, because, you know, particularly in our airline industry that, that we love so much, you know, it's been that the systems have been around for so many years that actually there's a lot of legacy architecture. So, you know, to, to get the latest technology to work with the original, you know, uh, technology as it's evolving over its lifetime. So uh, I very much hear you. I've, I've been on, on your side as well. So, uh, so well done. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, and actually what's what's interesting is that before this period, so this strategy yeah. could only happen. I think what you say is is quite right. This could you could only have this strategy yeah. if you are if the basis is right. So before we had this uh, this strategy, we actually worked on our renewed flying blue program. We have it now for some time. Okay. Um which also involved um uh, yeah, uh, creating a new backend. So the system, backend system was fully renewed. Oh wow! Uh, because we we knew that we we had to be ready for uh, for these kind of additional developments. Sure. Um, and that's why that that also enables us now to uh, to scale in a yeah, much faster faster way. Okay. The next thing I wanted to ask you about, Gerben, was, um, you know, as we're hopefully coming out of the other side of, of COVID, um, I just wanted to get a sense of, you know, your experience. Again, you've been with the group for, for a long time, um, you know, thankfully before uh, the pandemic. So so how would you yeah. say uh, the pandemic has um, has changed either consumer behavior or your own thinking, or how has it been for you guys going through? Because we all know that the airline business has probably had the biggest immediate commercial impact, let's say. But um, I think loyalty programs have been quite different from their airline owners, actually, in terms of how they've evolved. So so I'd love just a, a couple of insights from your side on that. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point, uh, Paula. So indeed, uh, yeah, everybody knows uh, how how tough. Or not sure everybody knows how tough, but it, yeah. the fact it was tough, I think, is clear for everybody for uh, for the airline. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're still not there, um, but uh, we've, we're seeing some uh, some great recovery figures. Mm-hmm. Um, for actually the loyalty program and the commercial business that uh, that I'm in, um, we showed we showed that we had a lot of resilience. So the the results actually. And they we we had impact, but not as much as uh, as we expected actually, wow. uh, and um, and of uh, yeah of of course compared to the airline, mm. um, so and that has to do with of course we already with our co brands and uh, and other business is is not always directly related uh, to uh, to travel yeah uh, so uh, and and uh, our hotel partners uh, some of them actually performed quite well uh, during. Uh, during the pandemic also with mm. people staying in their own country mm-hmm. um so actually the, the impact was not as uh, as big as, as we saw for the airlines so and um and interesting enough also the recovery is much faster oh um, wow okay so um, some of the partners are corbett cards uh, some of them are already back to uh, 2019 levels again uh, for the past months so uh. what you see is that uh, that actually this this business is quite uh, it's coming back uh, yeah. soon wow 
I love that, Gerben, because um, I've often said on this show that loyalty is countercyclical, and it's when we face, you know, whether it's an economic crisis or or a health crisis like we're facing now, I think loyalty becomes so much better respected. And I think you've used exactly the word. It's because of the resilience of the program, yeah. of the members, of the um, the proposition. So, you know, it really does support us when we need it most. And I don't think we get that recognition recognition when there isn't a crisis almost. No, I think it's, uh, it's it showed, uh, I think in the US it was a little bit more clear that uh, that the loyalty yeah. programs there took a more prominent step uh, also in, in funding some of the yeah, yeah the, the loans and uh, and that that was, was I think in Europe a little bit less clear but um, yeah, mm. uh, so uh, we also see it internally that uh, that uh, we, uh, we are becoming uh, seen as an important business and uh, I think that's also a nice Nice for our uh, for our department, yeah. Sure, sure. So the other big section, as you know, I'm very uh, passionate about innovation. Um, so I'd love to get a sense of some of the other concepts that you're working on. Um, you've already mentioned a couple. Um, so I really love the earn and burn in checkout with your partners. I think that's, um, yep. as we've said, technically challenging, but definitely the way of the future and definitely creates an extraordinary moment of joy. Um, you also mentioned Shop for Miles, which I know our friends in Collinson support you on. So that's an extraordinary one where, you know, people have been shopping increasingly online throughout the pandemic. So to be able to earn miles for things they were going to do anyway, I always love that proposition. So I feel like actually, I don't know whether it's, you know, Europe felt a little bit, you know, maybe slower than the US to realize the power of that proposition. But have you had that in place for a while or is it one of your newer innovations? The shop from Mars was there for quite some time, and um, yeah, so we see that actually the, the, also during the pandemic we sh- we saw si- uh, quite some growth on uh, on this uh, on this segment. Yeah, uh, but we uh, yeah we still want to develop it f- uh, much more because uh, I'm sure yeah, it's uh, it's it's still a, a great proposition for our members. And uh, yeah. but actually what we are doing there and uh, is really uh, we looked also at the setup of our current website. Okay, uh, and. Uh, we also came to the conclusion that we uh, also focus more on these kind of offers uh, to improve the visibility of those uh, of those uh, offers for our members. Mm. Uh, and we really want to make sure that our websites and later on uh, our mobile app mm. is really uh, a place where our members go if they want to earn and burn miles. Okay. Okay. And this and this this method uh, fits uh, perfectly in that uh, mm. in that objective. Yeah, yeah. And I was just remembering as well, Gerben, that um, it was, I'm going to say, two years ago now and not part of Flying Blue, but I did make just a, a one-off booking on KLM. I was um, I was traveling on a sector um, which I wouldn't normally be traveling, but I was super impressed actually because my, um, my confirmation, my ticket came through on WhatsApp and that absolutely yeah. blew me away. And then I was invited to check in on WhatsApp. Then the boarding pass came through. And again, 2019, and even to this day, it's not um, a level of innovation that I see in in any other airline. So, so I think particularly KLM seems to have that mindset of innovation. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're we're proud of that. Uh, it's um, um, it's not my department where where this uh, yeah. where this innovation took place. Uh, but uh, it's indeed, it actually started uh, when the, the ash cloud in Iceland, uh, I can't pronounce the volcano name, by the oh, way. Oh, no, me neither. 
<laughs> but uh, it started there when I think a lot of uh, tra uh, traffic, a lot of uh, flights were grounded. Yeah. Uh, and actually what, what we saw there is that our, our members yeah. and our customers actually are present on social media. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, um, yeah, so we actually co uh, connected uh, with our members uh, through those channels instead uh. of the typical big call centers where you have to wait for uh for totally. half an hour before you get through. So yeah. we really we saw it as an opportunity rather than, uh, of course, it was a big challenge, by the way, but we also saw I'm it as sure. an opportunity to uh, arrange yeah. that. And uh, in that light, uh, I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're proud uh, at our digital uh, uh, department that makes this, uh, this happen. Yeah, yeah. And again, as we said, I know it's not in the Flying Blue, you know, loyalty program, but it is within the Air France KLM overall loyalty, you know, building that emotional side. So so definitely kudos to, to your colleagues. So so that was amazing. So so my final question then is about other kind of innovations that you're working on for Flying Blue, Gerben. Anything you can share? You mentioned, for example, the increasing importance between connecting loyalty uh, with payments. And I definitely think that's something Thing again, the consumers want so. So, any other things that you're thinking about as as new ideas that you think customers are looking for? Yeah, so uh, absolutely. So, what, what we see happening, and I think the US is always a step ahead of uh, of Europe. But uh, what we want to uh, really yeah. learn from them is expanding on the card linked offer and the, and the account linked offer uh, uh, model, uh, okay. which really en enables and which enables our members to register. Uh, a payment card okay. can be our co-brand can, oh, can also yeah. be their own can also be their own uh, credit card without being co-branded okay uh, which, which makes them eligible for earning miles on merchants that are linked to this program yeah that's my favorite so, proposition, actually. In fact, I'm going to say I came across it in, uh, I'd say, 2016 as, as a concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sorry, which terminology are you using to describe that one when it's not a co-branded card? Is that a, an account linked it's offer? That's card linked. Yeah, card linked, in your... linked for, yeah, depends a little bit. For card linked, that's the, the most easy way. So you re register yeah. your cards. Yeah. And actually, it serves as an identification at the merchant side. Yeah. So at the retailer, at the partner. Yeah. Uh, and then we know actually this customer uh, um, yeah, yeah. made the offer or went for the offer uh, that is, uh, that's out there. Mm. And then uh, the, yeah, a commission model can work and there yeah. uh, we can fund these, uh, these miles from. Yeah. Um, so that enables uh, the customers to uh, to earn miles uh, mm -hmm. by just registering their card for free yeah. uh, and make them eligible for many nice offers. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, on, and that can enrich your co-brand. That's one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not it's not a conflicting model at all. It's yeah. actually reaching, yeah. but it can also engage uh, the customers that not are not looking for a co-branded card. Yeah, and uh, that's also a uh, substantial group. Mm. So we really want to make sure that we yeah utilize our uh, member segments, of course, but also offer uh, yeah uh, these products for non. Elites, as we call it, eh? so our our entry okay. tiers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so actually, we broaden our uh, yeah, our visibility yeah. uh, and our exposure exposure on uh, on miles earning. Mm. 
And am I right, Gerben, then if, if I do have a co-brand card, for example, and I do register it, and I know that's a one-off registration. So again, that's a super easy yep. customer journey. Am I right then that as a consumer, I get to double dip essentially if I get miles yes. from the card and from the merchant, yeah? Correct, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Yes, we, we, we don't have card linked offers in, in where I live. So <laughs> if you could come over here and help them uh, <laughs> figure that out, I, I definitely am excited about that one. So, yeah. And and actually, I will also mention um, in, in case uh, other listeners haven't come across, but there's almost an implicit benefit um, on the sustainability side because um, customers certainly in the convenience industry that sign up for card linked offers and using their payment card as the identifier, they can then get digital receipts. And that has become something that um, wasn't a primary objective, but it really was something that actually consumers really said, oh, I really like that we're not printing till receipts for my groceries because most people really don't want those, you know, that kind of paper. And I know for you guys, the whole sustainability piece is super important as well. And I I think that comes through when people do register their payment cards. No, exactly. So it's it's a very good point for us. Uh, sustainability actually is, is on top of the agenda, mm-hmm. uh, both of the airlines and of the of the of the Flying Blue program. Yeah. Uh, of course, we we follow all initiatives of of our airlines, uh, um, uh, sure. in making sure that that we uh, give the best incentives to uh, to sustainable products as mm-hmm. as good as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we, of course, we still have the, the, the leading position on the Dow Jones uh, Sustainability Index. So oh, for brilliant. us, it's really, really yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and also in our partnership business, we really look, of course, at um, um, partners that are really sustainable. So we, uh, we, okay. we look at are they uh, focusing on that? Uh, and of course, we also looking within the partnerships, how mm. can we stimulate um, the, the greener products uh, that that they have, for instance, electric cars in, in case of car rentals. Uh, nice. So we're really looking for how to uh, give those, yeah, give a better incentive uh, to uh, sustainable products. And that's I love that actually, Garben, because again, I don't think it gets the recognition, you know, with with consumers. You know, we're all so busy, and we can see the big, um, yeah. you know, uh, initiatives. Let's say that the airline is, you know, of course, focusing on being the best sustainable approach. But then, you know, to directly incentivize people to, to get an electric car, I think that's very powerful. I, I hadn't seen that done anywhere else so far. Yeah, and that's that's again uh, the the difficulty is not the ID, <laughs> it's more the implementation of that because you yeah. work with, of course, with partners. It has to be scaled up. It has to be yeah, uh, they are communicated. Sure, yeah. and uh, it needs to be developed. So that's yeah. uh, that's the phase we're we're in uh, currently. Okay. Uh, so uh, in the future, you will see a lot of new initiatives on donations. Also, uh, that, that you can actually pay with your miles for planting trees. Trees, for instance. Um, nice. That kind of that kind of new products we are constantly looking at and eager to uh, to develop. Okay, wonderful. Well, you're definitely not alone, Gerben. So um, I, I know there's plenty of people probably listening that, that might have other ideas for you. So um, definitely good to know yeah. that you're, you're open to those kind of things. So so I think that's all of the questions I had from my side, Gerben. Um, as I said, I'm a huge fan of the Flying Blue program. Um, clearly 18 million other people are as well. 
Um, but what I particularly like is your focus on, you know, as I said, I, I think at the very beginning, you know, the burned, you know, drives the urn. So this very clear focus on the moment of joy for the member um, and making it at a time when it really makes a big impact, like you mentioned, the restaurants and everything. So I think it's extraordinary yeah. work you're doing. So I know you're on LinkedIn, Gerben. Um, I'll obviously do a link to your your profile um, on the show notes. Are you happy for for people to reach out uh, to you for for any conversations or any ideas they may have, if that's uh, appropriate? Of course. Uh, feel free to uh, to contact me. Also, of course, potential partners. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm open for uh, also for suggestions uh, on Flying Blue and on on partnership business particularly. Yeah. So of course. We're happy to. Wonderful. Well, as, as my listeners know, Gerben, I got into loyalty in the exact same way as you. So I came in to negotiate partnerships um, for, for a telco loyalty program. So it's it's very close to my heart. So I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. So listen, um, it's been a fabulous conversation. I, I really do hope we can stay in touch uh, and maybe record again on maybe a, a regular basis every year just to see what you're doing. So from my side, I just want to say thank you so much to Gerben Sikama, uh, Director of Partnerships Air France KLM from everyone at Let's Talk Loyalty. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.